Hey, hey, Podnuxians, welcome to DDG episode number 41. My name is Dorothora Geek, current owner, operator, president, whatever, of Podnuts.com. I want to give a huge shout out to all the Podnutsians who have supported everybody throughout the years. And I know, I believe it was around the first or second episode of this show when I stated uh, there are three things that a lot of people, including myself, I never exclude myself when I say such a thing, but there are three things that a lot of people have a lot of difficulty differentiating between them, and that is truths, facts, and beliefs. Okay, uh, truths are things that we believe amongst our crowds. Facts are things that have been proven by some sort of scientific method, it doesn't mean they're going to be the you know, facts forever, but as of right now, we believe them to be facts. The truth about science is, eh, is it's always changing. Um, and then beliefs. Beliefs are something that makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside. Okay, now, I'm expecting this episode to be called The Truth About Coronavirus, or COVID-19, or the Rona, or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um... And the bottom line is, nobody knows everything. Number one, nobody knows everything, okay? There is no undeniable person or place where you can go to and get every bit of information and it be absolutely 100% accurate. And there's a reason for that, okay? Um, it's, and it, it's all based in what um, has been called the half-life of knowledge, okay? If you're not aware what the half-life of knowledge is, which I don't blame you for not knowing it, because a lot of people don't, and it's, I believe, a newer concept or idea. Okay, The half-life of knowledge is, if you learn something in a specific field, how long is that still relevant? Okay, Now, fields that are ext like moving extremely fast, like let's say AI, machine learning, uh, even web development, is a very fast-moving ecosystem, which means it has a very short half-life. Okay, now, the inverse. Let's talk about um, magnetic fields, electromagnetic spectrums. That has a really long half-life of knowledge. We, we pretty much kind of understand X-rays, gamma rays, visible light, microwaves. We, we have a pretty good understanding about that. Now, do we know everything? Absolutely not. I don't know if we're ever going to be able to understand everything about any field that ever exists. Okay, so when it comes to the Rona, when it comes to the COVID-19, it's healthy for anybody and everybody to be skeptical about anything you hear from any individual source. Because every source I've ever witnessed has a goal of having a high click-through rate. So they have, you know, reasons to entitle their articles a certain way. Um, I also have no problem in, in stating out loud, because I've said this on more than a couple shows, that we're all stupid about something. We might not be aware with what we're stupid about, but we're all stupid about something. And I'm being extremely nice when I say that. Because it's actually the opposite. We're all extremely stupid about most things. We 
are only experts in a very small, small, finite area of expertise. Again, I'm going to say, imagine a circle laying on the ground, okay? And imagine there's only like one or two points of that circle that then jettison outwards to a great degree. That's our knowledge area. We're, we're ignorant for like 90 plus percent of everything that we could be ignorant against. And we're only actually knowledgeable about maybe 10% of the world, which is why the examples I use and anybody who knows anybody and communicates with anybody absolutely agrees with me. If you know a doctor or a nurse or someone in the medical profession and ask them to watch anything on television or movies regarding medicine, and they'll say they got everything completely wrong. If you know a lawyer or a judge or even like a clerk, uh, you know, anybody who's involved day to day in law, and they'll tell you any law show gets 90% of their things completely wrong. I'll also say if you know any psychopaths and you ask them to watch things centered around psychopaths, they get 90% of their things completely wrong. Um, so we have to have a skeptical hat on us all day, every day. It is great to not believe everything we read, see, hear, whatever. It's great to want to do extra investigation or research. It is not healthy to be cynical about everything and not believe things when you're confronted with them. You're in the realm of being a flat earther if you don't believe facts. If you don't believe a test you do right in front of you, you are you might as well be a flat earther. You might as well believe that there's grand conspiracies all around you, and you might as well just move to China and just believe whatever the government tells you, because that's about how smart you are in general. Okay, now, if I walk into a room and state something I believe to be absolutely factual, and the entire room looks at me like I have a mental disease, I should have enough cooth in my being to shut up, to stop talking. Um, I don't believe it's an actual Mark Twain quote, but I'm going to say it is because, you know, nobody looks anything up or facts checks anything. Um, but I believe that Mark Twain said, it's better for you to keep your mouth shut and to have a room full of people believe you're an idiot versus opening your mouth and proving them correct. I say that statement because a long time supporter of Podnuts, and I say that, and I'm being very generous when I say that, he's never, as far as I'm been aware of, actually given anything to Podnuts. As far as I know, he's never actually gotten anybody to listen to anything on any Podnuts show. And as far as I know, he hasn't listened to any actual Podnuts content in maybe eight years, okay, um, joined us on one of our platforms that we communicate with. And a super nice guy posted a picture of his family stating he could not believe how ignorant his family was about the Rona, how none of them are wearing masks. They're coming from all kinds of different places in order to meet up for this one-time event. Um, and then this guy who says he's a longtime Podnut supporter piped up, wearing a mask will cause brain damage. Okay, 
my instinct is to just knee-jerk reaction. You're an idiot. You're stupid. You know, what kind of drugs are you on or whatever? I tried to be nice. I tried to be nice. Notice I didn't say I was being nice. Okay. So then I said, self, how about we do some lateral searching? Okay. If anyone watched Navigating Digital Information, which is a crash course series, you'll recognize the term lateral searching. And if you haven't watched that video series, please, dear God, never try to contradict things that I say in the public sphere because I do do lateral searching and I love saying do do. Okay. So I said, self, let's go check this out. Okay. Let's go look and let's investigate and let's first set the parameters to the highest pop possible thing. Okay. The N95 mask. And then I take a look at what I'm using, which is a MRF 13 filter. And I find out my MRF 13 is actually like an N98 mask, which means it's like 3% better, which is like spinal tap saying, well, this amplifier goes to 11. Okay. So I say self, okay, well, let's check this out. Okay. Let's take a look at the particulate size that is easily passed by my MRF 13 mask. Okay. Then let's take a look at a normal coronavirus. Then let's take a look at a normal coronavirus that's surrounded in the water droplet, which we've all heard it's in water droplets. Okay. And then let's go take a look at the actual size of a molecule of carbon dioxide and oxygen in the real world. Okay. Cause if you're wearing a mask and if it's causing brain damage, well, I want to know. Okay. Okay. The coronavirus itself, let's just hypothetically say is the size of a baseball. Okay. Now the size of the water droplet around that virus is like comparison a baseball to the size of the biggest skyscraper that exists today, which means it's easily 10,000 times bigger. That's pretty big. I, I, and I know that's what she said last night. Okay. Now let's go to the inverse. Let's take a look at the molecule of carbon dioxide and oxygen versus the molecule of the virus. Okay. Guess what? It's around 50 thousand times smaller. Okay. So now let's take a look at your mask. Okay. I went for the most restrictive kind of mask and that's a MRF 13 that I have. And it is 98% blocking particulates, including virus particulates. Okay. And what it says is that the virus surrounded by water vapor technically could easily pass through my mask, which means oxygen and carbon dioxide should pass even easier through my mask. But here's the dirty secret. The M95 and the MRF 13 mask, they basically use uh, like quantum type things, I'll just say, to attract molecules towards it, which means even if hypothetically the particle surrounded by the water droplet of the coronavirus can pass through my mask and still have, let's say, 20 to 30% room on each side. So you take the entire size, the girth of the water droplet, and you had 20 to 30% on each side, which is generous. 
there's like a magnetism that happens that will draw a lot of the particles to it. Okay. Okay. Which means carbon dioxide and oxygen should incredibly easily pass through any mask that exists. Number one. Number two, it will stop some of this virus's particle. Now, let's take a step back and say this. Both extremes, both polarized parties are unbelievably wrong. A, this virus is not killing everybody. It's not like the 1918 pandemic. It's not going to be the end of the world. It's not going to cause some sort of great, incredible dying that a hundred years from now we're going to be reading about because it was so devastating. It's also not a pandemic. It's also not created by some China manufacturing plant. It also doesn't have like a 99.59% survival rate. Um, it is killing people. And just like the 1918 pandemic, it's literally killing the most vulnerable people the most. Okay. So if you're like a normal middle-aged white guy living in the burbs, don't be shocked if you don't know anybody that's died. Literally, don't be shocked if you don't know anybody that's died. If you visit or you know of people in a city or and you know older minorities who live in like closed ecosystems, whether it be Native Americans on reserves or whether it be like old there, um, you know, Jewish communities in Florida or stuff like that. Uh, don't be shocked if you do know people that have died. Um, the bottom line is it's always somewhere in the middle. I am what I consider a non-absolutionist, and I say that really slow. Non-absolutionist, okay. And what I mean by that is, um, is this virus the worst thing that's ever happened? Hell no. Is it killing people? Oh yeah. Um, I literally had, uh, more than a couple people pull their Patreon support, pull their PayPal support from me, called me all kinds of names, said I was stupid, ignorant, blah, 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 blah. Because back in January, I said people were overreacting. Okay. It's now nearly August. And I guess you're going to be shocked that I'm going to say a lot of people are overreacting on both sides. Um, now five, six months have passed. And I can tell you this with absolute certainty. Okay. Because there's one thing all humans are incredibly inept and incompetent at, and that is predicting the future. But what we're good at is evaluating the past. Oh, we are. Um, there's every time there's a mass disease that goes around uh, a mass contagious disease that goes around, uh, we seesaw back and forth. One time we underreact, next time we overreact. Next time we underreact, next time we overreact. Okay, um, we can't seem to get it right. Period. Um, and the question isn't, are we going to create a vaccine? Even though, in air quotes, no vaccine has ever been created for coronavirus. Anytime someone says something that ignorant. That just proves to me that they don't understand innovation, human innovation, and the fact that we constantly are doing things we've never done before. Just because something is never done before does not mean something is not possible. It just means we haven't done it before. Oh, man, people sometimes. Um, so the question isn't, are we going to create 
a vaccine. The question is, are we, do we have enough mental acumen? Do we have enough scientific knowledge? Do we have enough biologic understanding? Do we have enough volunteers willing to take part in this? And do we have enough just flat out technology to kick this in its butt? The answer is really, we don't know. But I can tell you this, every single time one of these diseases happen, we as humans react faster, react better, react smarter, and get even closer to, in air quotes, defeating it. Um, the last time we had a coronavirus outbreak that was really deadly was the SARS-2. Um, and we were literally in stage three trials when it just, in air quotes, faded out. And what happens is, like, bubbles pop up and go down. Just like now in America, there are bubbles of places that it's, in air quotes, super spreading. And there are bubbles, in air quotes, where it's not spreading at all. It's just the nature of how these things happen. And then with the SARS-2, it just so happened that the bubbles of infection rate started to die down right when we were literally, like, approaching third base on our vaccine. So we could have had that beat if we had the drive and determination to keep moving forward and actually do more research and actually do more testing and actually devote more money and actually devote more attention to just defeat it. But it started to fade, so we didn't, okay? So the question is, is this going to, in air quotes, run the course before our science has a time, has a chance to react? And I can't answer that question. I can tell you we're near August and I, it's either three or four companies. I can't remember are literally in stage three trials. Okay. Now, if you don't know what the different trials are, guess what? Hit pause, go do a lateral search. Never believe a word I say, ever believe a word I say, do your own research. Okay. Stage three trials basically mean we've proven that it's safe. We've proven there's some efficacy behind it. And we've proven we believe it's doing something positive to our body to help combat the disease. Okay, bam. Now, nothing in life is 100%. Science is 100%. There is no vaccine that's 100%. Just like there's no virus that 100% kills you. Because it's not in its best interest to just kill everybody. Its best interest is to procreate. Okay? And right now, there's a lot of humans on the planet. So, yeah. These kinds of things are going to happen where we're, we're going to have viruses, in air quotes, spring up and come at us. And now, guess what? We understand DNA. We understand RNA. We had this genome for this virus completely documented and shared throughout the world in less than 36 hours after, in air quotes, the first documented case, which there's questions behind because uh, it was like New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. When they said, oh, there's a there's a viral outbreak. Uh, there's a lot of studies that are showing it could have been November, October, or maybe even September when this thing actually started to infect people. And that's the whole thing. We will never know anything with 100% certainty. If you expect to know anything with 100% certainty in this life, you're going to die incredibly depressed. You have to just lean on what is good enough information, okay? And if a vaccine is created, developed, whatever, even if it, it, it only saves, you know, 100 people, I'm okay with that. 
because that means there's 100 people that didn't need to needlessly die. Now, I understand people not trusting the government. I understand people not trusting the medical establishment. I understand people questioning things. Questioning things is one of the most healthy things we can do as human beings. It's great to be skeptical. It's great to question things. It's great to doubt things. But you then, as a human, need to do two things. You need to do lateral searching. You need to do your own research, not just listen to headlines, not just listen to things you hear on social media, not just listen to things you hear from friends and family, but do your own independent research. And then when you find people telling you answers, do research on those people and find out where they come from, what their biases are, what their beliefs are. Because if you don't know the history of the author, you don't know what you read. Period. Hard stop. Okay? I, again, I feel safe in saying, yeah, a lot of people are overreacting. Because here's the whole logic. If I catch the Rona tomorrow, what's my chance of dying? Well, Technically, I'm type 2 diabetic, but technically, I've been off meds for two years. Technically, I've had high blood pressure. Technically, I've been off meds for two years. Um, So I would honestly give myself a really good chance of being just fine. But I have an 80-plus-year-old father. I have a 74-plus-year-old father-in-law. I have a 68-plus-year-old mother-in-law. I love them all. I literally love them all. And I don't want to contract something that I could accidentally give to them. So the question isn't what I believe. The question isn't what I feel is right. The question is, do I want to put their lives in danger? Yes or no? I'm the only one who can answer that question for me. You are the only person who can answer that question for you. Okay? Don't spew your beliefs on other people if they don't ask what your beliefs are, okay? AKA, again, if you step into a room and state wearing a mask causes brain damage and you have zero evidence and zero facts and zero studies and zero information to back any of that up, people are going to call you stupid, And then if you say, I don't believe any of the corona numbers, and you're asked to provide evidence, and you give zero evidence, but instead, you then provide a link stating, hospitals that report more COVID deaths are getting more money. Uh, To quote Indigo Montoya, I don't think you know what that word means. That's not evidence. You're merely providing information showing that it's in people's interest to falsify the numbers. You're not proving any numbers have been falsified. So again, you've proven nothing. Okay. Uh, there is a website that I will say I've sent now to at least a hundred people. Okay. I'll try to have a link in the notes, but you can't trust me. It's called media bias fact check. And it's literally media bias Okay. I've sent this to easily a hundred people. And in normal fashion, I had about a three to 4%, um, return rate. So I had at least like 30 people ping me back and I asked them put in to this media bias fact website, 
sites you agree with and sites you disagree with and tell me what you think their findings are, okay? Every single person, literally 100% of the people said they seemed pretty spot on, they seemed pretty fair, they seemed pretty accurate. No one stated that they were wrong, that this is incredibly inaccurate, this is stupid, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so then this guy sends a link to some random doctor on YouTube who the first like 10 minutes of the video won't stop asking people for money and to join their newsletter and stuff. So I just take that person's name. I put it into YouTube or, or into Google. I find that person's personal website. And then I put that person into media bias fact check. And it comes up with like 20 flags of pseudoscience inaccuracy, all kinds of stuff. So, and that's the definition of lateral searching. I went to a website that I had other people verify as being a good, reputable source. Again, mediabiasfactcheck.com. Please go there. Please put in sources of information that you trust. Please read the response. And then please tell me if you think they're incredibly inaccurate or even inaccurate at all. Because when I put this doctor's name in, it came up like complete red flags, like six of them. Um, and then and when I show him that, he's like, I don't believe it. Well, then that's cynical. That's not skeptical. S skeptical means you doubt and you question things. And then when evidence presents itself to you, you then use that in part of your determination. One of the ways I state it is take everything anybody ever tells you, take anything you've ever seen, take anything you've ever heard, take anything you've ever read, take anything you've ever watched and count each individual thing as a grain of sand in a mountain of knowledge. Never in your life should one thing completely change your mind. And I'll say this, if you come across any piece of information on any site, service, website, whatever, that in instinctively you believe, well, then you better be extra skeptical about it. Just because something makes sense means nothing. The end, nothing in the universe is under any obligation to make sense to you, me, or anybody else. So just because something makes sense does not add to its credibility. Just because you think I put a mask on, I feel this humid, I feel this heat, I can't, and then you literally think to yourself, you can't breathe, and then you stop and think, I'm regurgitating the same air that I'm breathing out. It No, just because something makes sense is not evidence, okay? And if you tell me a story about this one guy, this one time in band camp, did this one, th that's anecdotal, okay? The definition of anecdotal is not evidence, and if you have multiple people telling you the same thing, the multiple of and anecdotal is not evidence. It's anecdotal. You can't take it for it being facts or evidence. Um, now, here's the kicker. I'm a fact Nazi. Hi, my name is Door-to-Door -door Geek. I'm really sorry to admit that to everyone, but I am a fact geek. Now, here's the difference. With my wife, I pick my battles because she's my wife. My coworkers, I don't care. I'll slam you right against the wall. My kids, I will pick you up and throw you with evidence and facts because I don't play that. My dad, my mom, she's dead. I did the same thing to her. 
my sister and brother, don't talk to me because this is the way I am about everybody. Okay, I fact check everything. And then this guy who stated wearing a mask causes brain damage put this link to this completely nonsensical pseudoscience, easily debunkable doctor. And I'll say doctor in air quotes because, again, there's good doctors, there's bad doctors. There's good auto mechanics, there's bad auto mechanics. There's good teachers, there's bad teachers. Just because someone has a title behind their name does not make them good or bad. And I'll say it like, like this. Everybody cast themselves as the hero in the story they tell themselves in their head. So this lady, doctor, I'm sure believes she's doing right. She doesn't believe she's lying to people. She doesn't believe she's misleading people. She doesn't believe she's spelling, she's like spewing falsehoods. It doesn't mean she isn't, okay? And the first thing everyone needs to be is skeptical of their own instincts, which I try to be, okay? This doctor obviously doesn't. And neither does this, in air quotes, long-time Podnutsian, who I'm sure hasn't listened to nothing for a decade. And I say that because he then tried to guilt me, like I have feelings, like I'm some human being or something, when I'm not. I'm a nerd, okay? I've been spit on, I've been beat up, I've had broken bones, I've been stabbed, I've been hit by cars, I've been ridiculed, I've been made fun of for half of my frigging life. And then this guy tries to, like, you know rely on my emotions to save his complete ignorance. Okay. And he says, after 14 years of supporting you, and this is the kind of treatment I get. And that's the voice I use because that's the way I pictured it in my head. And then I stop and say to self, self, Podnuts hasn't even existed for 14 years. And this guy was not around in the Lennox Basics days. So what ganja is this guy partaking in? And then I stop and think every single thing this guy has said that I has that I have went on my way to fact check has been completely inaccurate. Why wouldn't this be inaccurate as well? And every time I presented him with facts, he didn't want to hear it. So mask regurgitating carbon dioxide causing brain damage. Well, A, obviously if it was, you know, a lot of people over in Asia kind of would be dead because they've been wearing masks for like years. But I digress. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna spend 16 bucks on a little finger oxygen sensor uh, pulse meter. And of course, as soon as I sent this to him and said, this tells you uh, basically like how much oxygen you have in your bloodstream, he completely like said it wasn't, this doesn't measure oxygen. And literally the description says, fingertip pulse oximeter, blood oxygen saturation monitor. What the hell do you think it does? It's literally says it in the description. And this is the common thing. We've all done it. You go to the doctors. They put this thing on your fissure, on on your finger. It tells you multiple things. Besides pulse and everything, it does tell you the amount of oxygen saturation in your blood. And the reason I know this is because I held my mother's hand, kind of almost, as she died. Because of emphysema and stuff. And the thing that was on her finger, we could clearly see her oxygen saturation level was going down because her lungs were so damaged from literally like 60 years of smoking. Okay, And I have this mental invalid, complete and utter ridiculous mental invalid, blind, blinded by his own inhibitions, blinded by his own beliefs, unable to witness facts, not truths or beliefs facts right in front of him then states that this oxygen saturation monitor 
can't tell me how much oxygen is in a person's body. Okay, okay, okay. This is where you're now a cynic. You've blown past, you've blown past at near light speed the place of just being a a, a skeptic, and you're a cynic. And once you're a cynic, it means you will not accept any fact that's presented to you, which means you shouldn't open your mouth anymore. Just sit back and believe your beliefs because you obviously do not want to partake in any intelligent conversation, okay? So I'm going to buy this. I'm going to literally wear it. Every five minutes, I'm going to take a note of what its oxygen saturation says. Then I'm going to literally put on my N... 98 rated MRF 13 mask that I custom 3D printed. And I'm going to, every five minutes, take my oxygen saturation. And guess what? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you already know the answer to this. Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. So if anybody says to you, wearing a mask will cause brain damage, they obviously already have brain damage. And if you're listening to this and you made it this far and you believe that this is a pandemic, or you believe everyone's going to die because of this thing, or you believe that wearing a mask causes brain damage. If you're any of those extremes, any of those polarized extremes, please get the hell away. Leave us normal people alone. Leave us rational people alone. Leave us common sense people alone. Stay in your houses, stay amongst your own people, and just believe your beliefs. Because everybody who has common sense, everybody who has rational optimism, everybody who's a realist, who does lateral searching, who understands how to navigate digital information knows you're both completely mentally flawed is the only way I can put it. This is not the end of the world. This is not going to kill multi-millions of people. This is not going to kill a third of the population. This is going to kill the people who are most vulnerable. This is going to kill minorities already suffering from other diseases. This is going to kill people who have very small houses and have no choice but to continue working every day they possibly can. Okay? That's the truth. And when they said flattening the curve, I'm not going to lie. I was really skeptical about what they were trying to say. And the truth is, it's not about getting rid of this whatsoever, okay? There's a price on everyone's life, whether you like it or not. There's a price on our economy, no matter if you like it or not. The goal was to minimize the amount of people who needed intense emergency care. It wasn't about saving the world. It wasn't about wiping this thing completely out. It was about making sure that our emergency systems were not completely overwhelmed, thus causing unnecessary deaths from people who could not receive emergency care. Hard stop, period. That's the truth, okay? This is the kind of thing that we're, we were either going to have to keep suffering through vulnerable people dying until it, in air quotes, runs its course, because just like the 1918 flu, just like I want to say the 1968, might be 69 flu, it will, in air quotes, run its course, and then it will infect so many people, and then it will find people it can't infect no more. Because people do have some amount of natural immunity kind of thing to suffering great damage from all these things. So it's either going to fade away, and by flattening the curve, in air quotes, you extremely extend the term, the time it's going to take for this to happen. 
Maybe we're going to create a vaccine in time. Maybe we're going to have good treatments in time. I can tell you right now, the half-life of knowledge of COVID is about three weeks or maybe a month and a half because we're literally learning so much so quickly. And what I feel very safe in saying is I'm comfortable with sacrificing money, some amount of individual liberty, some amount of personal freedom, some amount of space, if it means less people die. People are going to die. They are. It doesn't mean they have to. It doesn't mean more people have to die. Um, so if this triggered you at all, don't write me an email. Don't contact me. Just go away. Go the hell away. I'm not an ad-driven network where all we do is we stay politically correct and we beg you to subscribe. We beg you to leave comments. We beg you to leave reviews. We beg you to visit our sponsors. We're not that kind of network. We are normal people who try to talk to normal people. So if you're extremely polarized, guess what? You ain't normal. Hi, my name is Door to Door Geek. I'm a realist and I'm a rational optimist. I love normal people. And I can tell you now, I felt a lot of love. So I thank everybody for listening, everyone for downloading. I thank everyone for being patient with me when I say something stupid, because I know I say stupid stuff. And I'm utterly appreciative of the people around me that are patient with me when I try to explain when I know for a fact they're wrong about something. These are the kinds of kinships and friendships I love having. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you again real soon. 